Welcome to Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here, whether literally or figuratively, in terms of your professional life or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. With a zest for transforming the way customers, both internal and external, experience brands, today's guest is a force to be reckoned with. As the Director of Customer Experience at Gibraltar Building Accessories, she's taking customer-centric strategies and communications to new heights. Her earned track record speaks volumes, much of which was earned during her two-plus decades working for Volvo USA. With her grit and tenacity, it's no wonder that her expertise in strategy, process enhancement, training, and network transformation has revolutionized customer relations across the automotive, retail, and manufacturing sectors. Her road has not been an easy one, which is one of the factors as to why she's so committed to personal and professional growth. Earning a management certification from the renowned Yale School of Management, as well as having an advanced coursework from the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center and Sotheby's Institute of Art, she has an impressive range of skills in her toolkit. Adding to those impressive credentials will be newly minted author of a book on personal empowerment and success that's coming out in early 2024. Out of the office, this amazing woman can be found exploring the world or whipping up a scrumptious meal for her loved ones. And her giving nature extends beyond work as she actively volunteers with local charities to make positive Im impact. Welcome, Tara King. How are you today, Tara? I'm great. Thank you, Kathy. I'm excited to be here and share my journey with you and your listeners today. Well, I'm so excited to have you. That was literally the highlight, highlight reel. So can you give our audience just a little tidbit more and then we'll get into those four questions. Sure. So I've been working on a book, which you mentioned, it's coming out in 2024. And it's really, it's a, a guidebook for women of color entering corporate America. Um, and in this book, I share my personal story, as well as other women's stories, and how we survived. Um, it's really, it's, it's a practical guide on how to build your brand, how to develop a support network, and it, I also give guidance on dealing with obstacles like discrimination, sexual harassment, and sexual assault. That is such an important topic. I wish we could spend the entire, I'll have to have you back once it's out so we can talk more in depth. I don't want to give away all the, all the juicy bits of the book, but it's something that's so important. And you mentioned, you know, specifically women of color, which absolutely is, you know, the area where you would most identify and that's where your experience comes from. But it sounds like something we could all use and, and learn from um, both on both sides to make sure that, you know, we are, whether it's us needing to navigate that or us supporting those who are navigating it, it sounds like a really, really important book. So I look forward to hearing your, your drop date and being able to support you in that. Awesome. Thank you. I look forward to it. So as my audience knows, we always start with the four core questions. So if you are ready to go with that, we'll dig in. Absolutely. Fantastic. What was the first career you remember wanting to do when you grew up? I wanted to be a runway model. Growing up, I participated in beauty pageants, fashion shows. I mean, during that time, Brooke Shields, Christy Brinkley, and Amon were my fashion icons, um, especially Amon for paving the way for other women of color. Uh, my Aunt Pam, who means a lot to me, she paid for me to attend Barbizon Modeling School, where I learned etiquette and how to walk the runway um, and things like that. However, uh, I became a teenage mom, very young, and that changed that trajectory of my life. Um, and then, you know, it was important for me. Now I had a child and that I had to care for it. It wasn't my mother's responsibility. So after high school, 
instead of going into a career of modeling, I decided to get a job and make a good living to take care of myself and my daughter. To take on, to recognize that responsibility and to be faced with that challenge as early. I mean, you're, the book is already getting more and more exciting here. It's already coming from <laughs> such a place of knowledge and, and firsthand experience. So as far as modeling school, maybe they, I don't know, do they still do modeling schools? Because I think all kids, male, female, doesn't matter, trans, doesn't, whatever you associate as, should go and learn things like how to carry yourself and etiquette and all of those things. I think that should be like a core curriculum. I think we've lost I that somewhere totally along agree. the way. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> so who was the first big influencer in your life? Uh, it's my Aunt Pam. Uh, she really made a difference in my life. Again, paying for me to go to modeling school. She's a very resilient woman. Um, she put on fashion shows and other community events. Um, she was really a pillar in the community, and I really looked up to her. Um, and although my Aunt Pam, she was physically and mentally abused by her former husband, you never knew it unless you saw the black eyes on her face. Um, so through her journey, uh, she remained poised and she's still beautiful to this day. She will not walk out of the house with makeup on, unlike me. Um, and after her divorce, she worked two jobs for over 20 years to provide for her and her son and just her resiliency and just how she carried herself. And I just, I always looked up to her. She's my second mom. What an amazing role model to have. And to have two moms is, you know, moms in quotation mark, because obviously your mom is your mom. But that's, um, that's such an amazing thing, especially for uh, young women to have that strong, get it done, you can survive anything kind of support. Uh, that is, um, that's such an important thing to have in your life. You, you sounds like you really appreciate and recognize the, the influence. So that is fantastic. Is there a song that epitomizes your career path? There is. It's it's Closer by Guape, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and this song is about getting closer to your dreams and uh, just even so much that you feel it in your sleep. Um, and it's about leaving all your fears behind and, and putting all that stuff behind and really moving forward, uh, moving upward, moving onward. And knowing that you can do anything you want, you can be anything you want. So that's that's me. It's really about getting closer to my dreams um, one day at a time. And I know I never stop dreaming. I never stop creating my goals. And so that song just it really epitomizes me, not only personally, my personal life, but also my professional life as well. I love the positive Everything you talk about, and I know we're going to get into some stuff that you went through and difficult conversations, but the positivity, I can feel it through the screen. This is just, it's, it's wonderful. So what are three words that you would describe to you about you or your career? Resilient, passionate, and driven. And I would say life is like a roller coaster ride. Um, there's ups, there's downs. Um, however, through it all, I remain resilient. And it's about, you know, maneuvering my way through to accomplish my goals, accomplish my dreams, and knowing that my children and my grandchildren are watching me. So it's about that resiliency. And I am passionate about people and about life and just continuing to be driven about everything I'm doing. So when you talk about your family, your your kids and your grandkids and wanting to set an example, and, and one of the things that we talked about when we met was 
you know, how very early on you leaned into not only, not just customer experience, where most companies were very focused on the external customer. When people, th- even today, we're, we're what, 15 years solidly into the customer experience era. And most organi- a lot of organizations are still thinking customer as an external. And what really struck me, and I think one of the reasons why we hit it off so well when we met, was that the customer experience really is about the internal audience as well. And maybe even primarily, and that's an argument, you know, that I'll take offline with other people because I'm sure there's a lot of people now sitting there going, that's not right, but not today's conversation. So your personal experience, what has that journey been like? And, you know, how has that really, talk a little bit maybe about how that's driven you to this place of wanting to write this book as well as, you know, really staying focused on making sure that both the internal and the external customer um, are taken care of. Yeah. And I, and I totally agree with you. In, internally, we forget about our internal employees and it's about employee experience as well. Um, we're always thinking about our customers and then we're forgetting about internally how our employees feel. Um, I started my career as a secretary in a male dominated business, automotive, right? And I worked my way up through the ranks. I don't have a college degree. As I said earlier, I had my, I had a child at 15 um, and I opted not to attend college to raise my kid. Right. And I could have gone back through the years, but you get so focused on family and, you know, just life. In my career, um, I became a market manager, which really is a li- liaison between the regional office and the dealership. And I was the only woman of color in the entire organization's history to hold that role. And still today. Um, and it wow. was a re- Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very rewarding job. Um, I had a company car. I traveled the world. I stayed at the best hotels. Um, And a friend of mine who's still in automotive, and she's um, a woman of color as well, she calls it the golden handcuffs. Because we deal with things throughout our careers, you know, whether it's discrimination, you're not getting a promotion, you know, sexual windows and things like that, but we put up with it. You know, I I worked six, seven days a week. I worked holidays. I worked, you know, even when I was on vacation, I was visiting my daughter in Germany and I was taking conference calls. So then, you know, I asked, I was asked twice to um, take a role at the corporate office. And one time I actually applied for a position in Canada and I was going to come to Canada to Toronto, but I was asked to come to the corporate office and I did. You know, thinking back, being in, in the corporate environment is it's a very challenging and toxic work environment. When I was in a regional role, you were really protected from all the corporate BS. And so that's those are kind of some things that I, I sit and, and I think back on. And I think you asked, you know, what kind of kind of shaped some of that career? I remember a time and and I've told this story many times. Um, I was being groomed to be a market manager and I went to a dealership in North Carolina and I met the owner for the first time. And so he asked what my name was and I said, I'm Tara King. And he said, well, where are you from? I said, I'm originally from New Jersey, but I live in Atlanta. He said, well, you have a Southern name, Tara. I said, my, mo- my mother got it from Gone with the Wind. And he said, oh, he said, well, you sure do look like you came off the plantation. And I'm just like, 
oh my God, I, that was the first time ever experiencing like just blatant in your face. Wow. So going through that kind of blatant kind of discrimination and, you know, that was a discrimination of, of, of against your color as a woman, you know, I, I can, I know what you went through, um, from, from that perspective, being a woman starting my career in automotive technology. So I very much feel that layer from that perspective. So was there a defining moment, some decision action, maybe what this gentleman did to you, because that is something that you do to someone, that kind of aggression, that really impacted the trajectory of your career, where you made that decision to say, this isn't right. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to write this book. Was there, was there something that really switched you from, you know what, I don't want to ruffle feathers. You know, I, I, I heard it in your voice when you said, you know, I don't have a college degree. So there must've been trepidation for you saying, you know, where else can I go? So feeling somewhat trapped, you use the words golden handcuffs. Was there something that really changed your path? Yeah. Um, 23 years with an organization is a lot of time, you know, and again, not having a college degree. I had some amazing mentors along the way, but it, it, it really got to the point where I had to take antidepressants just to get through a work day. The job had really become very a toxic work environment and I was exhausted. And I, I, you know, we had to be back in the office. It was right after COVID made everyone come back to the office to New Jersey. I lived in Florida so I'm, you know, I have an apartment in Jersey, a house in Florida. I'm commuting back and forth. It was insane. And, you know, I was just tired of, you know, just the sexual in, in the windows by men, you know, discrimination as dealing with this, you know, an owner of a dealership to say that and, and nothing be done about it. Yeah. And it got to a point where I would have left without a job. After 23 years, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm done. But I wanted to leave on my own terms, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, it was scary. Again, you know, le being there for 23 years, having a great career, my I had to turn in my company car. My my entire immediate family all had cars, so now they're having to turn in their cars as well, and really start over again. And um, it was scary. However, I did it, and I'm still standing tall. And it was a leap of faith, really just, you know, I, I'm better than this. I deserve more. And I took a leap and it's it, the money will come, you know, and I did leave a lot on the table when I left, but the money will come. Yep. And I, I started to, you know, look for other opportunities, you know, and it's with, you know, you have the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter and, you know, other organizations fighting for equality and for justice. And we're still talking about these things today. So it really prompted me to write my book and really start to help and guide other young women, you know, and how do, how do they build a network to help support them through these things? You know, who do you talk to about these things? A professional coach, having a professional coach, having a network of of women and and men that can support you when you're you're going through these ups and downs and on that roller coaster ride. That is, I mean, 
I, I can only imagine the breaking point. And thank you so much. I mean, that is such a personal story. So thank you for sharing that. And, and your, your honesty and, and transparency is just, it's so moving. And your book will help. I mean, just somebody listening to this podcast will, will hear and say, oh my gosh, it's not just me. And I, as a woman, not of color, but as a woman, I am devastated that we are still facing this, that there is a need for your book still mm-hmm. in 2023, 24. I can't believe we're not further along. Uh, and it's, I, so your book is well-timed and it's going to be well-received. Your current role, you are now working for another organization, Kicking Butt. We won't mention the three little words that are driving you crazy, right? or three little letters that are driving you crazy right now. I will mention yes. them, actually. It's SAP. She's going through an SAP implementation. But yes. what's your current role like? What, how has things changed the environment? Clearly, I would expect you have do, would have done a deep vetting of Gibraltar prior to joining. Interesting that you've moved into what I'm suspecting is another male-dominated environment being a building environment or industry, rather. So what are, what's your current role like? What are some of the challenges and compromises? And, and maybe leaning into what are you doing differently now that you didn't do or couldn't do or didn't feel you had the strength or the right to do at Volvo? I'm the Director of Customer Experience for Gibraltar Building Accessories, and I report directly to the president of the division. We are a manufacturing uh, of roofing accessories like ventilation and flashings and other things like that. And yes, it is a male-dominated business. So here I go again. All, all of customer service reports to me. When I, my role is a new role to the organization. And when I first joined, I wanted to get all my managers together to, to have a, a meeting just to, you know, kind of level set and talk about customer experience. And, you know, it, it, it's a little bit customer service and customer experience, two different things, right? Customer experience is, is more about being proactive and things like that. And it was interesting what the, the end, I had a three day meeting and on the third day, one of my managers, um, who have been with the company for 43 years, she said, we finally have a seat at the table. And I was just like, wow, you've been here for 43 years and you don't feel like you have a seat at the table until I came and brought you all together. And I was very happy and still am that I was able to make an immediate but small impact. But really difference making to the team for her to say that after 43 years um, was just insane to me. Well, and probably not really (laughs) because I've seen it so many times over and over again. And so for me, that small impact made a big difference in her life. And she's now retired. She retired 44 years with the company, but I was happy that I could make that impact on her life. Well, and you've got to imagine that someone, one person coming up to you and saying that, and my goodness, 43 years, she was 43 years with an organization and she finally got the sigh that she'd been looking for is, I mean, you, I would be in tears if I were you <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not a crier. So that's that, well, one, it's, it's, it's so in, for you, it must've been very much a, oh my goodness, that's, I'm so glad I've done this for you, but maybe some added pressure on that as well. And you've got to imagine that if one person actually came up and said that to you, how many others were feeling that? 
So, Absolutely. you know, that's not an isolated case because if, if one person brings it up, you know, there's others who are thinking it. So again, the positive impact that you're making on this organization is, is fantastic. Are you finding big differences? Are you, are you finding that you're, like I said, some of the challenges and compromises are different, better, I hope? Um, I would say, yes, things are, things are better. Um, and you asked that I vet. Yes, I did vet. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I think I'm in a place in my life where I want to make sure I'm with an organization who cares about their employees. I'm with an organization who's diverse and that's very important to me. Um, again, I said, I, you know, I report directly to the president. So I have a seat at the table. I speak directly with him and I'm, I'm part of the executive team. So that was very important to me in joining this organization. They give back, you know, community. Uh, we get time off to do community service. Those things are very, very important to me. My mother was a giver and she gave, even though she didn't have. So community is important to me in this organization. Um, they're always doing something in the community to help. Right. So I really appreciate that. And, and yes, you get older in your career and you're not just going to work anywhere. You're going to pay attention to where you're going because values, my values are very important to me. Absolutely. And it sounds like you have found a place that meshes well. So congratulations on that. Yes. And I know you mentioned about some of the challenges. Technology yep. <laughs> is the biggest thing for us. Um, when I came on board, they didn't have a CRM. Now we do. Um, and, you know, we're implementing uh, SAP because we have about five or six different ERP systems. So it's the technology piece of things that we're, you know, baby steps. We're, we're moving slowly. That is a, a big challenge for me in the organization right now. So as a former SAP consultant, someone who actually did the coding, the implementation, I was sales and to geek out for just a second, I was sales and distribution and CRM. You say five ERPs and my heart literally skipped a beat. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I will be following. We will be staying in touch because I want to hear how this is going. <laughs> So yes, yes. Of all the things you've done and whatnot, and you're, it sounds like you're in such a great space right now. If you weren't in the customer experience leadership change agent for organization, if there was an alter ego for Tara where money, time, all of that didn't matter, what would you be? I would be traveling the world. I love experiences, whether it's travel, entertainment, food, hotel, airline, you know, we're in a world where experience matters to people. And so I want to experience the best that life has to offer. I've traveled multiple places. I met some amazing people throughout my career uh, in my time on this earth, but it's not over. And so there's so many more places that I, that I haven't seen that I would love to go and that if money didn't matter, I would quit my job today and I'd be traveling the world and probably just blog about it. You know what? There is still time. Um, the, the travel blogging industry is huge and um, you would definitely, I imagine, I can just imagine because of your career, literally in customer experience, you, like I, look at things a little bit differently, a little different. I, you pick up on some nuances. I drive my husband crazy 
because <laughs> we'll go and it'll be lovely. It'll be absolutely amazing. And I'll think, oh my gosh, if they just did this, it would totally elevate. Not that I didn't enjoy what was going on and it was, right. you know, the food was whatever, but just you, you see those nuances, right? And I bet you, you do the same thing. You're smiling right now. So, <laughs> I do. so yes. So, um, well, I look forward to that next adventure, uh, for you yes. and, and, and how you, you, uh, you take that world on and, and travel for our listeners, particularly the women in our audience coming out of this book, I imagine asking this question is going to be like picking a needle out of a haystack, but what would be your best piece of advice on life, career, success, happiness, whatever you'd like to share? There's a lot in there, but I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> um, I would say never let anyone steal your joy. Um, as women, we're, we're resilient and we have the power. Um, build a network of like-minded people that, who are going to support you. Um, and then through your journey, throughout that journey, Remember self-care and self-love. And I think so many times we get so busy with our careers and our family and you're here and you're here, but we forget about ourselves along the way. So I think that's very important that along that journey, we're taking time out for self. And it's okay. It's okay to leave the kids. It's okay to leave your husband. It's okay, uh, you know, to take a weekend by yourself and just decompress. Yep. They'll be okay when you come back. Absolutely. And, and not only will they still be there, you will be better for them. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I always said that, that a little time away, I don't care if it's a day at the spa, but when you come back, you're a better employee. You're a better mom. You're a better wife. You're a better sister. You're all, just because you've had time to decompress and time for yourself. hundred percent. And you know, it's great when you can find those days away to, to do whatever it is that recharges your battery, whether that's a hike in the woods or a day at the spa, whatever floats your boat, but even just finding 15 minutes. And this has been a really difficult lesson for me to learn. And I am still on that journey is just stopping, just taking 15 minutes. And it's not about walking the dogs because that's a task is something that you need to do. Even if you enjoy it, it's still something that you're fulfilling, but taking that 15, 20 minutes to sit and read a book or sit in silence, learning to just sit and be with nothing yeah. around you, like no music, no anything. It's tougher than you think for those of you who it's are going, hard. well, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. hard, but yes. the restorative nature of that 10 or 15 minutes, it can be transcending depending on yes. where you are. Right. So that is amazing advice. So simple, but so strong. So thank you. Where can our audience connect with you? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using Tara Cosby King. And I'll spell Cosby because it's spelled differently. It's C-A-U-S-B-Y. So okay. Tara Cosby King, you can uh, find me on LinkedIn. And then as soon as my book is published, first quarter of 2024, I will make sure I provide the link for you there. Please do. I will be absolutely updating the post because this will go live before that. So Tara, thank you so much for today's conversation. Your, your passion, enthusiasm, and positivity is absolutely contagious. 
your honesty is it's transcending it's hearing those stories and your willingness to share as women we often bottle things up and push things down and coming and sharing this with uh, my audience is so powerful so thank you to my audience thank you for listening to uncharted journeys with me your host kathy mcknight i hope you enjoyed my conversation with tara and hearing about how taking personal experiences and what's important to you and leveraging that so that you can heal and move forward also applying it to others and how you treat them will help you experience the world better and also help create other great experiences for for those around you if you're keen to hear more amazing stories from amazing women you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net and listen to some of the other episodes you can also sign up to our email list and check out the links and resources in the show notes thank you again for listening see you next time and until then enjoy the journey I'm getting high